Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I'm going to continue with what I was speaking on last week, which was encouragement in the middle of chaos. How many would agree with me that this year has been nothing but chaotic chaos after another, after another, after another? This, this week, every one of you heard uh, President Trump has come tested positive for COVID-19, as well as other high-ranking government officials, and there, there's even more testing positive as we speak right now. None of this is a, is a surprise or should come as a surprise. Anything is possible in our world. 2020 has taught us that, that anything is possible. It's also a reminder of why we social distance, why we wear masks here. We're continuing to do that. We go through a, a hygiene uh, cleaning before service starts. We're spraying with alcohol uh, and a set, uh, um, Lysol, Lysol every, all sorts of things here at the church. We've got airflow going. We've got the doors open most of the time. So uh, we've got, uh, you know, precautions here for your sake. Amen? Mm-hmm. But... Let us not forget to continue to pray for our leaders, including President Trump. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. He is the President of the United States, and he deserves your prayers. Amen? So, so let's continue to pray for him and those that have been affected with COVID-19. But here, here's, the, here's the thing what's going on here. The enemy of our souls that I often refer to is attempting to bring so much chaos and confusion to you and I, especially this year because he sees the time is drawing near. Did you get that? The time is drawing near. That means you and I are running out of time. And more importantly, he's running out of time. The enemy knows that. And he's going to throw everything he can. And that's why it seems like 2020 has brought so many things to this country, to this world, to our communities. If you would have told any church-going person in January that churches across the United States would become shut down and you would not be permitted, not allowed to come to worship, they would have looked at you half crazy said, are you out of your mind? But that's the situation we found ourselves in. And um, so all these things that are occurring are being thrown at us to cause us to go into chaos and confusion. And what happens when we, when we end up in confusion, and, and, and I talked about that last, last week about the hopelessness, the despair, the rise in suicides this year because of what's going on. People are, are losing hope in what they've placed it in before, those that are not believers and have placed their hope in maybe their strength or their riches, they've seen stuff disappear. They've seen stuff go away. And slowly, little by little, they've lost hope. And they said, enough's enough. I'm checking out. And they say bye to this world. I've known two people that have committed suicide. One, uh, two so far. And uh, nobody you know, but the point is, that's the chaos we find ourselves in. And there's, there's a purpose behind that. The enemy of your soul is trying to attack, to minimize your spiritual walk, to scare you so much that you would think that, that there's no hope. 
But how many know that walking with God, when He walks with you, there's always hope? Amen. There is always hope. Amen? Amen? Chaos is all around us. Racism running rampant. Political division. I mean, the list goes on and on. Jobs, we've lost jobs. Places of business have, have, have gone and, and closed and shut down permanently. Your hours have been cut back. Those of you, some of you that work. But um, through it all, Jesus is our strength. Amen? Amen? Now, I told you last week, I'm a glass half full type of person. I, I look at life as, a, as an optimist. I tend to view the glass half full. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you're the pessimist, the one that views the glass half empty. And if there ever was a time to look at the glass half empty, it's this year. I get it. And even sometimes I will wake up and hear news and say, like, you got to be kidding me. That too? That's kind of what I said when President Trump was diagnosed with COVID-19. Really? And, and here, he's, I'm sure, protected more than anybody and tested every day. But I don't even want to go there. That's a whole other subject there. But it seems like every week, every month, there's something new coming at us. Amen? Amen. But I want to remind you today, even in the middle of our chaos, God reigns. Can you say that with me? God reigns. He's still on the throne. Nothing can remove him from that throne. And I want to read to you, uh, if you have your Bibles ready, or your electronic device, um, let's stand and we read as we read from Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Chapter 12 in the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 25. Listen to these words, and it's going to describe a little bit. You'll be able to identify maybe possibly what you've been going through or what our world's been going through. Verse 25, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Now I pray, Lord, for your anointing. Give us an, your understanding through your word today. Help us to open our hearts, our ears to hear your word today and to receive it and to stay encouraged in this time and in this age that we live in. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. God reigns. Say that with me again. God reigns. You know what? In the morning when you get up, it wouldn't be a bad thing to just say, well, first of all, thank you, Lord, for another day. God still reigns, right? God still reigns. He's still on the throne. Amen. The Bible in that scripture I just read says that there will be a day coming when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Have you felt that way this year? Have you felt some shaking? I'm not talking about earthquakes. 
Although that could happen any day. That'd just be the icing on the cake, right? Everybody keeps saying, well, what's next? An earthquake? Don't say that. We live here in California. But that's what's possible. But the, the point of what I'm driving at here this afternoon is everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And I'm talking about your spiritual walk. Your spiritual walk will be shaken. And that's what the enemy of your soul is attempting to do. He wants to shake your walk so much that he will discourage you and say, well, what's the point? Why go to church? Why pray? Why continue to, why fast? Why give? You know, any of those things. He's trying to discourage you and, and get you to the point where, what's the point? Much like what I talked about last week about despair. But let me remind you that God gives us hope, amen? amen. And, and facing uncertain times, He's always our hope. God's people need more hope than ever now. We, even believers, we know that God still reigns, but we still need to be encouraged. There will be tough times you face during the week. There will be tough times. We all want to know that everything's going to be okay, but sometimes that's easier said than done. Especially those that lost jobs early on. Those that had their hours cut back. You still had to pay the bills. You still had to pay the mortgage. You still had to pay your car payment or whatever it was. Let me ask you today this question right now at the outset. Have you been so shaken this year that you no longer have peace or hope? Do you no longer have that same peace you had at the beginning of the year? Or, or that same hope? Has it been dis diminished because of the things around you? Has that diminished your faith and hope? I really hope not, although it's, it's, it's very possible with 2020 and all that's gone on, I, I understand it. But our situation that we see around us, that should never cause your faith and hope to diminish. Amen? Because if you're, if you're watching what's going around you and if that's decreasing your hope, your eyes are on the wrong thing. Your eyes need to be set on Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. So what does this uncertainty mean? It means that we need to be able to say, as David said, listen to this psalm, Psalm chapter 16 and verse 8. He said this, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. No matter what comes his way, what came his way, he was not going to be shaken. He said, I'm going to set him right here, and I'm not going to move, and, and I'm not going to move away from him. And, and no matter what happens, I will not be shaken. Is that you today? Can you say that? That no matter what comes your way, no matter what diagnosis a doctor may give you tomorrow, no matter what your employer may tell you at the end of this month, will you still continue to stay at His Absolutely. side? Amen? Because we know that the Lord will not leave us. This also means that discouragement and chaos can surround me. But it's my attitude that I choose to display in those times. Well, it's your attitude that you display. Have you ever noticed this? This is a good example. In, in an emergency, there are those that are going to stand back and be so in shock and be afraid to do anything. And that's probably the majority of people. But then there are the few people that will jump right in to do something. 
Have you ever noticed that in the middle of an emergency? That most people will just jump back and panic because they don't know what to do. And then there's those few that will jump in and say, I, I got this. Even though in the moment uh, it's all instinctual, they just jump right in. And that's what we need to continue to do. It's, I see all these things going on around me, but Lord, I'm going to continue to jump in and, and worship you, Lord, and, and praise your holy name. Amen? Amen. See, the word of God teaches us that he is our encouragement. He is our encouragement. John 16 and verse 33, listen to these words. I have told you these things, and these are the words of Jesus. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Did you catch that? Let me, let me say that again. In this world you will have trouble. Well, wait a minute, Pastor Rick. I thought when I became a believer and my sins were forgiven and I started attending church and I started praying that all of my life's difficulties would go away. No, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is that now when you face life's difficulties, now you have a God that walks with you. Amen? How many are thankful for that, that God will walk with you through any circumstance? And Jesus went on to say, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Which leads me to my first point here today. Godly peace is what we need in this day and age. Godly peace. How many want godly peace? I'm not talking about the peace that, that you can have from just listening to that, that stream, that brook running, and then the birds chirping in the air, and the little air flowing through the trees. Did I just paint a picture for you? I'm not talking about that peace. I'm talking about a godly peace, a peace above and beyond that. See, Jesus has already overcome the enemy and provided his word as our faithful anchor when the storms come. Jesus is our peace. So I mentioned this last week. Don't run away from Jesus. Run towards him. Run towards him. Here, here's my greatest fear that's happening to every church this, this year is that because of our shelter in place, and I totally understand it, we, we have been impacted by that like every other church. We've had many people that have not been able to come. They don't feel uh, secure enough, and I understand that. And they need to feel secure, and when they do, they'll be back in here. But in that process, my fear for some people is that they don't connect and that they're lost out there and feel hopeless and all alone. That's my fear that every church is going through right now. That they lose that spiritual walk with the Lord. Because they aren't fellowshipping regularly. They aren't in a, in a small group anymore. Now we're still offering those things via online. Thank God. Amen. Thank God for that. Because we have our Zoom meetings every week. We, have, uh, we try to make the resources available to those that, that can't meet together. Because we have to. We cannot just let you dry up spiritually. Amen. See, I found that when I take my eyes off my needs and begin to focus on Him, begin to focus on, on how awesome God is, my troubles seem to diminish. What am I looking at? Where am I putting my focus? If all I'm looking at is a problem, all I see is how massive that problem. 
But when I take a step back and realize the problem isn't that big, my God is bigger. I, I get a peace within my soul. Now, it's not minimizing your problems, your issues, but I think some of us put so much focus on our problems that it overwhelms us. That's what leads to chaos. That's what leads to discouragement. That's what leads to hopelessness, despair. How am I going to do this? How am I going to survive? And all these questions begin to rattle in your mind because all you're focusing in is on the problem. God never intended for your life to be like that. We cannot allow the enemy of our soul to distract us from the prize, which is Jesus. Jesus is where our eyes need to be kept. That's why I'm confident that whatever problems you may be facing today, whatever discouragement comes your way, it's not greater than the peace God Almighty has already given you. Amen? Let, let me read a scripture to you. One of my favorite scriptures in the, in the entire Bible. It's a couple of scriptures in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. The Word of God says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Present your request to God. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, or in another version, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many want to have that peace? How many want to know that the peace of God, not your own little peace that you can conjure up, but the peace of God will fill your heart and guard your mind. That is so important in this day and age. We need to have that. But first the Bible says that you have to present your requests to God. And then, the Bible says, the peace of God will come upon you. Amen. So godly peace, I desire it, and I know you do. Secondly, godly perspective. Have you ever stood back and said, that was not the right perspective I had right there, after you yelled at that person on Highway 29, when they cut you off, on the way to Wingstop or wherever it was you were going, and they cut you off from a meal, right? And, you, and all of a sudden, you have the wrong perspective. But if you take a step back, you can say, okay, I, I, I see I, that was probably the wrong perspective to have. Well, we all of us, my, my point is, we all need to have a godly perspective. All of us do. Why? Because we're not perfect. None of us are. We all fall short of the glory of God. The question is this, is it possible to have a godly perspective when everything seems to be falling apart all around you, when the fires are approaching and the smoke is choking off all kinds of life outside, nobody wants to be outside, and then it's hot, and then you've lost your job, and then the insurance, you're not, you're not sure if the insurance is going to cover you or not, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Is it possible to have a godly perspective throughout all that? The answer is yes. It is possible. What has helped me and, and the principles I have used to, to have the right perspective as a believer are the following. These are five simple things, and you all know these. 
But God is good. God is a good, good father. We sing that song here often. God is a good, good father. God is good. God, everybody say that with me. God is good. Psalm 84, verse 11. You can read that on your own time, but Psalm 84, 11 declares that our God is good. He wants what's best for you and I. Secondly, the scripture we had previously read, John 16, 33, where Jesus said, you will have troubles. You will have hardship in this life. Life is hard. That's the second thing you have to understand. Life is hard. I often, we, we say this at work, oh man, this is hard, we're, we're struggling over something, and my answer is always, well, that's why they call it work. If it wasn't work, it'd be called easy. Let's go to easy. It's not, it's called work. So, life is going to be hard. You're going to be faced with hardships. You're going to be faced with rocky times, relationship-wise, emotionally. You're going to go through ups and downs. That's part of life. Those of us that have gray hair, we'll tell you younger people, life gets that way. You'll go through some tough times. Life is hard. You have to accept that. Thirdly, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. That means that He is, he is all-powerful. He, he, that He can choose and, and do whatever He wants to do at any time. See, God allows certain things. Ever read the book of Job? God allows certain things to occur for His greater purpose. God is sovereign. We can't pick and choose everything all the time because God is sovereign. He has a plan. Amen? God is all wise. God is all wise and all knowing. He knows what's best for you. We may have plan A. We may have plan B. But God is saying, no, I got plan C for you. I got plan C for you. This is what I want for your life. And then the fifth thing that I've always recognized is that God is all powerful. No matter how tough life gets, no matter what life throws at you, God is greater than that situation. God is greater than COVID-19. God is greater than an earthquake. God is greater than a, than a, than a job loss. God is greater than a home getting, getting destroyed. Your possessions getting robbed. God is greater than all that. As long as you remember and have that proper perspective, everything falls in place. You can still rejoice and say, yeah, I just lost my job, but I still got good health. Amen? I still got good health. My wife is still working. My, my kids are in good health. And, and you can look at the glass half full. Where is your perspective today? Has it been damaged? Has it been changed because of the circumstances? I hope not. See, remember, when our eyes are fixed on Him, fixed on Him, discouragement and chaos have to leave. They have to leave because there is no room for discouragement and chaos when our eyes are focused on Him. We are reminded of the great God we serve. Amen. Get your... Get your eyes off of one another. Get your eyes off of your despair. And get them back on Jesus where he wants you to put them on. You know, that's when he steps in. You know, that's when he does miracles. You know, that's when he says, okay, because that's all you got, right? Okay, yes, Lord, I give up. Well, then good, because it's about time. Because I want to jump in now and encourage you and save you 
and be your strength and be your miracle. Amen? Amen. Romans 15 and 13. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 says it this way. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, this God that we serve is the God of hope. And the Holy Spirit is going to empower you and fill you with hope. But you have to be, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. You can't put them on the situation and all the chaos around you. It's not, I'm not saying you ignore it. You can't ignore what's going on around you. But where are your, where is your perspective? Is it down here or is your perspective up here? Amen. And then our third and last point for today is I need to have godly patience. I need to have godly patience. I don't like the word patience. I don't know about you. I, I, I don't think anybody here would raise their hand and say, yeah, I like, I like patience. In fact, I ask for patience every day. Well, I know I do. I ask for patience every day. But you know what happens when you ask for patience? God gives you something that you have to endure, that you have to go through, that you have to struggle with. That's the problem when you ask for patience. The other side of that is if you don't ask for patience, you don't have any, and, and then life is really bad when you don't have patience. But patience is probably one of our least favorite words. None of us want to endure. None of us want to wait. None of us want to have to go through situations in life. So this year, 2020, is a year, it's a lesson in patience. It's a lesson in patience for all of us. If you didn't ask for it, you got it this year. You got it whether you wanted it or not. Now the unknowns ahead, because all of this year, it's still an unknown. What's 2021 look, going to look like? I have no idea. Neither do you. I keep hearing people say, well, I wish it was 2021 already. That doesn't mean all the problems are going to disappear. Sorry to break your, burst your bubble there, but 2021, January, is going to come around here real quick. And I think some of these things are still going to be carrying on into 2021, unfortunately. But it shouldn't affect your perspective. It shouldn't affect your patience. If anything, you should be thanking God. Lord, thank you. I made it another month. Lord, I thank you, Father, for, for taking care of me. But it's hard to know where, where our country's going to be. And here we want to fix. We want this election done with. We want political divisiveness done away with. We want systemic racism done away with. But I'm here to tell you, those things in our, in our country, they don't go away just like that. They've been around forever. And they're going to continue, continue to manifest. Amen? Amen? How are you handling patience this year? Isn't it time you begin to say, Lord, I need your patience? Because I'm running out of mine. Or I've run out of mine. Lord, I need your patience. I need godly patience. Maybe that's why God gives us this particular scripture here. Found in Psalm chapter 27. Psalm chapter 27 and verse 14. The scripture says this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Did you catch that? Wait for the Lord. 
That's it's teaching you a lesson there. It's called patience. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. It's not easy to do. I, I'm terrible at patience at waiting for things. But life teaches you that you have to wait for certain things. You have to wait for certain things. Courage and strength will shine through those who are trusting God in this difficult time. Amen. Be courageous. Be, be a person full of strength. It's, it's not easy to do in our day and age. Not in a, I'm not afraid anything kind of arrogance or ignorance, but trusting God and just saying, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. Uh, you're my strength and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to walk in, and, and follow you, Lord, no matter where you lead me. See, God is always going to walk with you. He's going to be your confidence. He's going to be your patience. Because He is. Can I just tell you this? God didn't bring you this far. He didn't bring you this year or last year in 2019 to this church or in 2020 to this church and just leave you here discouraged. He's got a plan for you and your life. He's got a plan for your children, your grandchildren, your future children. He's got a plan for each of you. Amen? God didn't bring you this far to leave you where you're at. And I'm praying for each of you to embrace patience today. Will you embrace patience? Will you say, Lord, I need patience. I need godly patience. Amen. Won't you stand with me at this time as we get ready to close? Again, Lord, we thank you that you are our peace. You give us godly peace when we seek you. Lord, I pray that for every single person here that we would not be so anxious that we would look past our situation and look to you and that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I also pray, Lord, that you give us a godly perspective for each of us here today. A godly perspective. Lord, help me to take my eyes off of my situation. I'm selfish when I do that. When I just look at my situation. Poor, pitiful me. Nobody ever had it as bad as me. And that's, that's a terrible place to be, Lord. Help me to lift my eyes and place my perspective and look to you. The Bible says you're the author and finisher of my life. And Lord, I look to you for a heavenly perspective, a godly perspective. Help me to look up to you and Lord, see what you are doing in my life. Lord, I also thank you for patience, godly patience. I thank you for the lessons that you're teaching each one of us this year. You've taught us some amazing lessons, Lord. And most of all, Lord, you've taught us that you're walking with us. Whether we're home by ourselves right now, Lord, whether we're here in this church with other people around us, social distancing, wearing masks, Lord, you walk with us. When we're at Walmart, when we're at Wingstop, when we're at Safeway, when we're at home, when we're at the job place, wherever we may be, Lord, you walk with us. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you. We love you this afternoon, Father. We pray, Lord, um, your blessings upon each one here today. I just want to pray this blessing. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name.
Amen. 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 Hey, you know, before we end today, um, I wanted to, Gregory uh, had a small testimony he wanted to share. Gregory, come on up. I know we, we said we'd do it earlier, but it's an amazing testimony that occurred to him, something that occurred uh, this morning. Come over here wait for the speakers. We don't get no feedback. <laughs> Tell us what happened to you this morning, you and Gloria. Hi, everybody. Uh, so we started our morning. You may be seated. We started our morning out with uh, just a little uh, worship uh, over the phone, um, song, and we just kind of filled our hearts. And um, uh, before all this, I just want to also let you know that a friend of mine came by the house. I haven't seen him in 30 years. We grew up as kids. And Gloria asked him, well, how's, how's Gregory as, as a kid? I mean, how was he? And he looked at Gloria and said, Gloria, Gregory would have been the last person I would ever think that come to our Lord Jesus Christ. And that just kind of hit me a little bit because it was true, you know, but God fills us up with some beautiful stuff, man. And so today, we were humming and hawing about going out to go get some groceries, and finally I said, let's just go, and, and, and we went there, and uh, we went to Costco, and as we were walking um, getting to the Costco, I saw in the cart a big wallet, like a lady's uh, money bag. And so I grabbed it, and I said, oh, boy, man, we, should we just go to this person's house right now? And Because you know they're probably freaking out. And we both made a decision, oh, we'll just go get the few items that we got, want. And then, so anyways, we took off, and we drove, and we looked at her. She was born in the early uh, 1950s, and uh, so we drove to her place, and it was a senior home, uh, living home place. And as we were pulling up, Gloria looked at this person that was going all through her car, and uh, she was, I think that's her. And uh, I go, roll down the window and ask Miss Teresa. And so she was so in distraught and crying and sweaty and just like frustrated that finally she focused, focused on Gloria and she goes, what, what? And Gloria goes, are you Teresa? And she looked down at her purse and she just threw her arms up in the air and started crying and just grabbed Gloria and hugged her and just loved her arm. And I'm slapping my hands. Yeah, praise the Lord, man, we found you. And, and uh, she, she, we just had a great little moment. And I just, just knowing that God, it wasn't what we did. It's just God started us out right in, in the morning. And he, he directed us and he put us in that spot to help that person. To you know, a person like us, a believer, and let us know that God is always going to be with us, even if we lose the smallest things or the greatest things, and that He's always going to put something in our life that will just you know fulfill what we need. And um, I just wanted to share that. It was it was a really awesome moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, it's always encouraging when we. Have something like that happen. Just keep your eyes open. Yeah. You everywhere you go, you could be uh, a blessing to somebody else, and you're not intentionally looking to be a blessing. Just like they were on their own business and they were a blessing to somebody. So keep your eyes open. You never know what you're going to see, what you're going to find. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.